For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On today's Live Daily News, an armed fugitive wanted for organized crime was arrested in Bentwood. We'll have details. A San Angelo man has been taken into custody to begin a prison sentence for manslaughter. We'll have details. And we'll have an update from the Concho Valley Paws on those dogs facing euthanasia Saturday. I'm Yantis Green, and this is Live. We'll have those stories in uh, just a minute, but first... Need a new or improved driveway? How's your parking lot or ranch road? Now's the time to get it repaved. San Angelo-based Mac Asphalt and Paving is ready to get to work for you right now. Go to macasphaltpaving.com and request a free, no-obligation quote. They're offering heavily discounted repaving and paving packages right now. If you've been thinking about paving your driveway, parking lot, or ranch road, get a quick turnaround quote while you can save a lot. Do so by going to macasphaltpaving.com. In news, an armed fugitive wanted for organized crime was captured in Bentwood Wednesday night. According to the Tom Green County Sheriff's Office, Frankie Wright was the final target of an organized crime ring. He was armed when he was arrested. Wright has been charged with evading arrest, unlawful possession of a firearm by a felon, and theft charges. Read that whole story on sanangelolive.com. Also, a San Angelo man began his time behind bars Wednesday after pleading guilty to a manslaughter charge, as we reported first this morning. 22-year-old Mason E. Fulton pleaded guilty in district court to shooting a friend in the back in 2022. In exchange for his guilty plea, Fulton was sentenced to eight years in state prison. Read more on sanangelolive.com or download the all-new San Angelo Live mobile app. That's on fire right now. People are downloading it right and left and you need to get yours today. Now available at the Apple App Store, all iPhone users can have all the latest news stories delivered directly to their phones. The Android app will be available soon, so stay tuned and keep checking the Google Play Store for that. Uh, That's the all-new San Angelo Live mobile app. Make sure and get it now. And Matt Cotrere uh, sits down with Aubrey and Alex Trufant for a detailed interview about their tattoo business and the 15th annual West Texas Tattoo Convention coming to, the, to San Angelo this month. The West Texas Tattoo Convention brings some of the world's best tattoo artists to San Angelo for the three-day convention February 23rd through the 25th at the San Angelo Coliseum. Read Matt's great interview only on sanangelolive.com. And the San Angelo Animal Shelter says there are now 13 dogs facing facing euthanasia Saturday after three were adopted Wednesday. Concha Valley Paws and the Animal Shelter are desperately looking for foster homes or adoptive families for the 13 dogs before Saturday's deadline. Those dogs will be killed Saturday if they don't find homes in the next few days. 
Turning to weather, uh, rain chances return Friday afternoon to the Concho Valley with a 30% chance, increasing to 60% Friday night region-wide. The rain chances move out of the area Saturday, and windy conditions will dominate the region. Winds will be westerly at 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts to 40 miles per hour Saturday, and Sunday temperatures will be seasonal. And yes, you'll eventually read all these stories on other local news sites, but they'll have to come here first to read them just like you are. So stay with us. We'll have, a, uh, we'll have sports with Ryan and, and James as they discuss the realignment of football teams in the Concho Valley and then an interview with San Angelo's Case Harden. But first, here's a word from the Bass Bunch. 2024 means savings galore at Jim Bass Nissan. Why not drive off our lot in a new 2024 Nissan Frontier? Priced right at just $33,999. While you're here, be sure to ask about 2.9% APR financing. This truck offers a mid-sized truck with full-size truck capabilities. Hurry, these are limited offers, and you can only get these deals at Jim Bass Nissan at the corner of Houston Heart at Arden Road or shop 24-7 at BassBunch.com. Welcome, everybody. This is a special edition of Cover One for the UIL realignment. Uh, obviously, every two years, they get together and realign the districts based off enrollment, and we have some big changes in the Concho Valley. Before we get into it, though, my partner in crime, Ryan Chadwick. It's important to note that we're also only talking football today. Yes. I know that some of this realignment has also affected volleyball and basketball uh, district right. matchups, but today we are only talking about football because – there are so many big changes. Right, and uh, and we'll cover basketball tomorrow on our regular Cover One program. But let's just start with the six-man schools. Obviously, a big one. Water Valley moved back down, and they have fantastic facilities out there. What do we think of that one? That is Erion County, Paint Rock, Robert Lee, Very Best, and Water Valley. What do we think about that, Ryan? I think it's kind of a big deal because they've been playing 11-man the last two years, and like while they have been like they've been competitive, uh, they really haven't threatened to win the, their old district they're in. They're they're within some some pretty pretty decent schools, you know. And yeah, so, back when I'm sorry, back when they were six-man though, they were like competing yeah. for deep in the playoffs. Exactly, you know, they're competing and, for state. And so I would love to see them return to that. It's going to be interesting to to see. Uh, how the athletes respond moving back down to six man, but like Water Valley's been there before, and hey, the Concho Valley is really good at winning uh, six man state championships. So maybe we'll get Absolutely. another one. Absolutely, that next district is uh, Nueces Canyon, Eden, Lake, Lakey, Medina, and Menard. Obviously, Eden and Menard, Concho Valley, not much of a change there. Then moving into eleven man football, the the big two A schools, uh, Reagan County, Cristobal, Colorado City, Forsan, Ozona, and Sonora. That pretty much stayed the same. There's, I think they added nothing. Colorado City. I think they are added Colorado yeah. City, but that pretty much stayed, this, you know, consistent. We yeah. we know who's going to be the the you know Sonora is going to be good. Uh, uh, watch out for Ozona next year, man. They could be yep. they could be really good too. I, I like and so I, I like Sonora, Ozona, and Reagan County um, next season. Forsan always brings a good squad. But, yeah, Forsan is always. Yeah, um, but I I do think that 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 uh, Ozona's bringing up a team just like you said. Yeah, they had a, a young quarterback last year, Hudson Fowler. He uh, threw for two thousand yards this past season. He's he's really really you know really good. Um, next up, on. yeah, we, more we, change here. Big changes here. One of the right. big changes, yes. Uh, the Ballinger Bearcats, who were in the Wallhawks and TLCA Eagles district a year ago, is dropping down to 2A, the big school 2A. They are with Bangs, Coleman, De Leon, Hamilton, and how do you say that? Hico? 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 I'm sorry. I don't know. 
whoever goes to school there. I don't know how to pronounce that. But the Ballinger Bearcats, this is big news for, for the Bearcats. Like they started to get a little bit more competitive uh, in, in their in this second year, and like and I know that that injuries that coach, were a big deal. Though. Yeah, that Coach Lang it knows what he's doing out there, and injuries have, have kind of bitten them. But this will get really give them a chance to to compete for a district championship and maybe even a deep playoff run. This could be the the next Sonora that, that that's coming up. What do you think about it, James? Oh, I th- I think so. You know, moving I. <coughs> Obviously, injuries were a big deal up there. I know they had some kids move out. And, uh, yeah, I, they competing there, just in that area, you know, Coleman and Bang, competing in that area, that will be, be good for them. Moving on to Mason's district, they have Harper, Holland, Johnson City, San Saba, Thorndale, and Mason. Uh, that's That should be a pretty competitive one, too. But Mason is obvious they should be top of the class. Yeah, I think I Mason's think they've won, favorite, like, yeah. 13 district titles in a row or something crazy like that. You know, uh, Michael McLeod has those guys ready all the time. Next, we're going down to small 2A, Ryan. Uh, I mean, this one is is uh, going to be the exact same district the as desert. last year, except we're adding one member. It's going to be uh, El Dorado, Ira Ann, McKamey, Sterling City, Wink, and newcomer Van Horn. Van Horn, yeah, they were six man. They were six man for a while, and now they're back to eleven man out there in. The desert. Yeah, and I, I really like th- this district, too, because, you know, Wink, McKamey, Sterling City, and El Dorado always battle it out. I still think that Sterling City has the advantage out there with Coach Cisco and his boys, but um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe keep the spread out of it. Sorry. Uh, next district, uh, Albany, Miles, Roscoe, Winners, Cross Plains, and Hamlin. That stays pretty much – that stays the same. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're adding Winners and Cross Plains. No, they, I think they were in their district last year, so – uh, Albany, of course, they won two back-to-back state titles. They weren't. I thought they were. They played each other last year, but it was oh. non-district. Winners, for sure, I know winners is a newcomer in that one. Okay, then again, that's that's in that area, though. You know, you would expect them to kind of kind of all be Right? It's together. nice when these schools right next to each other actually play each right. other, and they don't see, have when to I, travel across the state. See, like, when, I, when I was in high school, we played El Dorado and Erie County, and it was all real tight together. And then as soon as I left, they ended up playing Anthony way out on the other side oh, of the Oh, James, Paso. I hear you. I was so. a part of a 10-team district when I was in high school. Like all the current Little Southwest Conference, plus Lubbock Coronado, Lubbock Monterey, Lubbock High, Amarillo Tascosa, and Amarillo High, right? So we right. were going to Lubbock twice a year and Amarillo at least once a year. Yeah, so seeing these schools that are all kind of grouped together, that makes travel easier for these. You know, fans can go out more and make it more of a, you know, high school football setting. All right, now big changes here. Big school 3A, Breckenridge, Clyde, Comanche, TLCA, San Angelo, Sweetwater, and Tuscola, Jim Ned. Let's talk about this one. This is a big one. Oof. Um, All I got to say is, TLCA, if you are not up to the challenge, you better get ready quickly. There are two, almost three state-ranked teams already in that district, and I could see the potential of having three state-ranked teams in the preseason heading into next year. Uh, Comanche and Jim Ned are always powerhouses, and we know Sweetwater can play some football. So, TLCA, I know you've been making giant strides in your football program. You're going to have to make another one. And we are pushing for Masters here, man. He was he, he did great for those kids last oh, year. Yeah, he yeah. did great for those kids. Especially with everything that went on, Coach Masters really brought those guys together. And they had a successful year, made the playoffs. I, yeah. I had no complaints. They were the only team in San Angelo that made the playoffs. With, with all those distractions, it was – you know, the fact that he could group them together, that is some of the best coaching out there that, you know, you can you, you can ask for. 
under those situations. But uh, Matt Fanning does, has Jim Ned like on the best five-year streak they've had. They're very, very good. Uh, Sweetwater had a freshman quarterback last year, and uh, that's exciting for those guys. Clyde, of course, I think won that district. Uh, I think they were 5 out. Comanche still has that running back, Sawyer Wilkerson. He's a senior this year, or he'll be a senior going into this next season. You know, yeah, Great, we, yeah. And we so covered, they, they have a whole bunch of, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we covered a lot of Brady Bulldogs, and that's Comanche's rivals, and that game wasn't even competitive. So they are they, they are, are just reloading. And so I guess I, it's one of those, we'll see how it goes, but TLCA definitely has the work cut out for them. All right, moving on to uh, small school 3A. Cahoma, Markle, Odessa Compass Academy, Grape Creek, Stanton, and Wall. Wall's going to look different next year. We know that. Uh, Grape Creek is in there. Cahoma's in there. What do we think about that one? I mean, I think, like, obviously this is a big change to Grape Creek and Wall's district from a year ago. You know, you lost Ballinger, uh, you lost TLCA, and you've replaced them with uh, Odessa Compass Academy, uh, Merkel, and Cahoma, right? Merkel and Cahoma already play basketball. With, with, with these guys, with, with the addition, so they should of have Jim some Edge, familiarity you know? with some of these. Kids. Yeah, but like I know it's different because it's football. I still say this is this is Wall's district to lose, um, even with the loss of, of Coach Guy out there. Uh, but uh, Odessa Compass Academy lost the TLCA a, a season ago, and it really seems like they're on the on the up and up, uh, moving into three A now. But like I said, Wall, I, depending on who gets the job, Wall's gonna be ready to play. Um, I don't even know what their offense or defense is going to look like next year, just depending on the coaches. But they, they, they have some athletes out there, and they can definitely co- compete at the yeah. small school 3A level. Yeah, they get there. You know, two of the two of the four horsemen have graduated, but we'll find two more. They still have Brylin, uh, Brylin White, Ethan Mikowitz. Still got Gunnar Dillard, Luke D- Dillard, Kent, yep. yep. Hagen Barbie. Hagen Barbie, yep. You still have a bunch of athletes out there. And uh, if everything were to go according to play, I, I think Slaughter would be – they're a defensive guy. They love playing for him. He's a great defensive guy. He's, I mean, we've had him in studio. He's, he's great. So we would love to see that. Uh, moving on, though, to uh, District 5, Brady, Clifton, Dublin, Early, Eastland, and Toller moved up. They were big school 2A last year. And they had a coaching change, and I think they still have Peyton Brown for a running back. Uh, Brady, of course, new coach this past year, Jaron, uh, Jaron Roberts, uh, our year guy, uh, Viegas took over as AD out there, and mm-hmm. we covered a lot of Brady, and they showed great improvements. Their defense was great. They have a pretty young core, you know, so they, they should definitely take that next step this next year. B- or, biggest, oh, excuse me, yeah. Early's in there too. Yeah, biggest thing I, I liked from Brady last season is is Coach Roberts demanded discipline, and when he didn't get it, he let his players know. He's like, well, it's like you're going to do it the Brady way or you're not going to play, right? And so he's yeah, really no. building a program out there, you know. And, of course, Early was also in Walls District last year. They both leave. Uh, I don't know if it's a sense of, okay, these schools are closer together. Let's group them now that, that we're going to add an Odessa school to the, to the old district. But, th- like, yeah, they, they completely, you know, nuked what was Wall and TLCA and Great Creek's district last year. And now Early and Brady are playing in District 5. Um, and again, I know Toller moved up, but boys, that, that's, Don't that, count that's the a Rattlers state. Out, man. They, that's a state runner-up right there. Yeah, they, they were right there with uh, uh, Stratford. So, all right, now we're moving back into uh, the, the San Angelo schools, uh, District Four One A, Andrews, Big Springs, excuse me, Big Spring, Pecos, and Lakeview. It's a four-team district. What do we think of that? Uh, moving it, Brownwood out. Like Brownwood and Estacado are out. I know Estacado moved up to 5A. Um, 
do you know the details behind Brownwood? Like, like, like why did they? Why did I, they leave? I love the Brownwood defensive coordinator. I've been around a, the younger group out there. They're going to be going into as a freshman group. They are going to be extremely competitive. Uh, I've been around some of those parents too. They all get it. They can keep that core together. Ooh, man, we could see Brownwood. You know, we could see Brownwood and be incredible over see, these next few one years. One thing that I don't like, though, is I do not like four-team districts in, in high school football, period. And I know some of that ha- has to do with, with, with uh, the, the region of the state where it's at, but um, no one likes automatic playoff bids. But, hey, like that's great for the Lakeview Chiefs, you know, like they're going to make the playoffs next year and anything can happen once you get in there. Uh, but I would like to see, you know, a, a little bit bigger of a district. I think five or six teams is perfect for that. But, hey, you're adding in Pecos. That's a very winnable game for, for, for the Chiefs. Um, and they challenged Big Spring last year uh, incredibly well. And, like, I know they got some work to do before they can take down a school like Andrews. But, hey, Coach Guevara – and the Chiefs might be competing for a district championship pretty soon. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Moving on to the Little Southwest Conference. Ryan, take this one, man. Well, the Little Southwest Conference District 26A is receiving zero changes. No surprises here, guys. It's one of the best regionally matched up uh, districts in all of 6A. It's basically the powerhouses of West Texas just, just battling it out uh, every year. Um, n- neither one of the Amarillo schools moved up. N- no other Lubbock school moved up. I know Lubbock Cooper is on the precipice, so we might be losing friendship here in the next couple of years. But Odessa Permian, Odessa High, Midland Legacy, Midland High, and San Angelo Central will be playing each other for, for the foreseeable future. And like I said, there's no real surprise there. Uh, D- District 26A remains the same. Still don't have a coach. We're Still don't have for, a coach. We're well, looking but, for a Bobcat coach. But we might have a Bobcat coach soon. Yep, I, uh, I heard rumors that there was some guy coming out of Houston, possibly. Um, I'm hearing multiple conflicting rumors right now, but uh, I will say that we will have news on that um, here shortly. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but very soon. All right, man. Were there any other uh, surprises that you saw when you were looking at the, the realignment? We know Brock moved up. Yep, Brock moved up. Uh, we all know Brock. Uh, Billy Mathis is incredibly blessed you know he he knows he's blessed out there with great with great athletes and great kids but we we talked about it the other day about how beating these metroplex schools is tough and even for brock it 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 turned into you know them and malakoff you know they they lost you know they went to two straight titles and then lost in what the final round last year Mm -hmm. so yeah what what we you know were anybody surprised you anything kind of stick out to you ron i mean just speaking of brock like They've been pretty much the, the kings of, of, of big school 3A for a while. They never quite won that state title, but they're f- far enough removed from the Metroplex. We can't really call them a, a Metroplex school, and, and Coach Mathis always had them ready to compete. So like, it's going to be interesting to see how, how well they do at the 4A level now because the bigger you get, the, the, the tougher that competition is. So we'll really truly find out how good those, those athletes out in Brock are. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, uh, this has been our Cover 1 special about realignment. Uh, Stay tuned for tomorrow where we talk about basketball. We're going to talk about the games we're going out to, all that good stuff. We will see you guys later. So we were on vacation, family vacation, having a good time, and we get the call. I mean, it was a river. It was a river in our house. That's the big thing is we kept wondering how bad is it. It was devastating. I I was like numb. 
months, like how are we gonna handle all this? What are we gonna do? And they called Carpet Tech and they were here within 20 minutes. One of my questions was, yes, it needs to happen, but how does it need to happen for the insurance? That was all handled and so that was another load off of my shoulders and made me feel like we were in good hands. If you have been injured, call Jay Chandler Law. You want an honest partner who will tell it to you straight. A proven advocate right here in town. Together, let's hold them accountable. Hello, I'm Joe Hyde, the publisher of San Angelo Live. And, you know, for the past, I don't know, ever since the beginning of the year, I mean, it seems like all we talk about in, in, in online is politics and the division and civil war and, and things in fighting each other. But there's one thing that brings everyone together, and that's, I think, the arts and music. And here in San Angelo, we are one of the big stops on what I consider the uh, northern, I guess, the northern rooting of the Texas country music circuit. And who else better to talk to about the state of Texas country music than my guest today, Mr. Case Harden, the San Angelo crooner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a Texas country music artist. You've been doing this for, what, a half a decade? Oh, absolutely. I, and I've been doing it since my heyday in college. And uh, some of those days I don't remember as well as, as others. But uh, I, I just love what I do, getting out there playing Texas country music. And the fact that I'm able to play on this Texas circuit with so many other great artists uh, it, it really means the world. So been playing at it for a while now, and I'm going to be playing for many years. So to you're come. still you still look relatively young to me. So I, I would say <laughs> half a decade. But you, you, this has been a dream of yours. Your other dream is to become an attorney. So. That's that's right. I went to law school. <laughs> yeah, quite the change. So I uh, I went to pre-law school and and was thinking about going and and getting my law license, uh, and then course music kind of happened, and I thought, well, I don't want to be that 40 year old guy, 50 year old guy that thinks, well. Could I have made it, you know? And so yeah. well, we're doing so well musically that I don't want to change anything right now. So, Well, in Nashville, which is a very bad thing to say when you're talking about Texas country music, <laughs> there's a chart called the CDX Traction Texas Chart. That's right. And right now you have another single that's kind of rising up. I guess you're number, what, 11 or so? Number 12 number on the 12? chart. Yes, sir. Number 12 we on the chart. So tell me about, you know, the game. What's the game like to be a Texas country music artist trying to get your music out there and rise up that chart? That's that's it is it, <laughs> you couldn't have said it any better. That's that's exactly how I see it is is uh, it's it's a livelihood, but it's also it's also a little bit of a game. And so being able to get out there and and you got to have good people that work around you like a radio promoter and you got to have a good distributing company and you got to have good management and good booking. So uh, being able to have those good executives in, around you, it, it really means the world. And, and sponsors, uh, I couldn't do it without our sponsors. Who and are your sponsors? Uh, sponsors at Sugswitch, Vexel, and are also our sponsors at Hio Silver. Uh, and we've been very blessed and, and, and we've been supported by great companies over the years. But without those three main ones right there, we couldn't be able to be doing what we do today. Well, we follow the, the Texas music scene here at San Angelo locally. We hadn't seen you in a while. I think there was like an ASU thing you were at, but, but, but I guess you've been on the road. That's right. You've been on the road a lot of places. 
Kind of tell me where a, a Texas country artist would tour in 2024. Where, where, where is it taking you? Well, we, uh, we we got into Green Hall last year, which was big post-COVID. Because and of course, was, Green Hall is over there by New Braunfels, and it's kind of like the storied dance hall. That's right. Texas. The Texas dance hall. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we got to play in there, and, and uh, post-COVID, that was huge. And we've been doing a lot with, with Corey Morrow and doing a lot with Josh Ward. So, we're gonna so are you opening for those shows? Absolutely. And getting to play around with them, it's almost you know like a tour, like like a national headlining act tour, and you follow them around and go to different places, which I, I love. And, and so where where have you been? Have you been to like Shreveport? <laughs> I mean, an Indian casino in Oklahoma. I mean, what, give, give me an idea of where, what kind of places you go. That's to. right. And talking about casinos, <laughs> we've been to Hard Rock in Tulsa, and uh-huh. uh, we've we've been to Green Hall, been to Tannehills in Fort Worth, been doing some some stuff at Billy Bob's and. Uh, we're also down south, going to Houston, play the Houston Rodeo uh, here in a, a few weeks. And you really, you're gonna you gonna so play it? We, we're gonna be playing in so Houston. Is it kind of like San Angelo's Rodeo, where they stick you in a corner and call it the uh, <laughs> call it the the dance hall or whatever, the beer barn? The beer barn, yeah, Buffalo Social Club. Yeah, there you go, Buffalo Social Club. <laughs> so you playing at the beer barn, or you playing on the big stage? Oh uh, well, we're we're playing. So the cool thing about all these rodeos, San Antonio, Fort Worth, and and Houston, Austin. Uh, is they have the the big stage inside, and then they also have the big stage outside. And then they have some smaller stages for acoustic acts and things. Mm-hmm. And so the Texas country groups uh, get to there's there they have a huge stage outside, and it's before and after the the rodeo performance. And so I think we're playing in Houston the same night that Hardy is. So we kind of got like a, a Hardy Harden thing going on. You know, oh, I so. got you, Hardy Harden. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. But don't you wish you were playing opposite Taylor Swift? Oh, I, I tell you, I've been I've been working on my Taylor Swift repertoire here. Have here you lately. really? You can play some Taylor uh, Swift. <laughs> I, uh, but we we won't. I mean, it's no, it's, no. It, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just not manly. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Uh, I don't know. Travis Kelsey kind of got me into it here lately. So. Oh, is that yeah. right? Well, I heard that Taylor Swift is actually a, a psych op by the uh, CIA and the Pentagon. Uh, I I can see that. Yeah. I, I, now now I know. So. Right. so be careful if you start. Don't play her songs backwards, whatever you do. You remember, back, I don't know if you remember this, back in the 70s, right. late 70s, early 80s, the, they would say if you played like Stairway to Heaven backwards, it had like these uh, lyrics about worshiping the devil. Okay. You know, back, that's back when we had phonographs, you that's, know, I, I, turntables. I, so believe it or not, my guitar player, band leader, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out him, Michael Martin, uh, he, uh, he is a real, he's a big conspiracy guy. He absolutely loves, and so there's a, uh, there's a Beatles album that he says the same thing, you know. If you if you spin it backwards, that uh, it'll it'll tell you that that Paul McCartney actually died in a car crash, and that's the first <laughs> I've first I've heard of it. But hey, he well, I mean, your it. generation, you know, you need to learn about these things. You can be careful because it's out there. See, I well, if if he believes it, I, I believe yeah, it. I don't exactly. know anything about it. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this uh, the music business. Obviously, COVID changed the music business a lot. Sure. And I, I'll just give you kind of, I mean, if you don't mind, I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis here in San Angelo. Of course, we had the Blaine's Picnics in the 2000s, which which brought about kind of like that. I would say it's it was probably the third. Uh, if you're looking back to the 1930s with uh, um, uh, Will Rogers and that kind of stuff, 
all the way up through um, Ernest Tubb and things. So we were, and I would say the second generation was probably the Willie Nelson, T. Gosney Thornton, who's, who's sure. local here yeah. uh, in the 70s. That was the second generation. And your third generation was kind of kicked off by Pat Green. Right. This is the third generation of Texas country music, where he was going around campuses in the 90s with the truck load or the trunk. In this trunk, he carried cassette tapes. Oh. And he would pass them out. <laughs> but that's how Pat Green made it. And then... Um, so in that generation, you know, kind of culminate in the in the 2000s with your Randy Rogers band, Brandon Ryder, Wade Bowen, and they would pl- come here and play the Blaine's Picnics. Sure. Right. And I remember working the first first concert I worked was 2007. We're lucky to get at that point. At this point, they'd taken away BYOB at the River Stage, so it was, you know you had to buy it from the concessionaire, and there was a real question about can you bring can you attract the audience? We had 12 bands over 12 hours. It was sponsored by Blaine's. They paid for it basically. Right. And I remember that's when I met all these guys. And, <laughs> you know, but and then I ended up doing the Lone Star Music Fest with Cody Baker in 2008, 2009. And we always struggled to get the crowd over 3,000 people. Sure. And, and so people just kind of died. It just kind of died out. In about 2010, people weren't trying to make big shows. But in 2016, um, uh, the guy down there, the Roadhouse Tickets guy down in uh, Comfort, Texas. Oh, sure. He came here. Came here, and he booked Cody Johnson. Right. And I, you know, I, I'm an old guy. I didn't, I don't listen to my Spotify enough, I guess, but <laughs> I didn't know who Cody Johnson was until I saw him. But, sure. But man, we sold, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000 tickets. That's it, right. It was a big one. And then we kind of, it's kind of like music was back. That's right. And then, and it culminated, I think, with the Co Wetzel show. He was here with Reed Southall and Parker McCollum. They came together. Co Wetzel's kind of like the highlight or the headliner of that thing. But we had over six thousand people in the river. Stretch. I remember that. I remember. And then, and then, um, and then we, we thought, well, we're back. We can start. You know, you know, San Angelo is a music-friendly city, and right. let's 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 make let's let's you know take a leadership role in it. That's what we were thinking at the chamber and things. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits. That's right. And everything changed. Everything changed. So today, when I hear about Texas country music, I hear about Hanks and McKinney closing. Right. I hear about um, the stockyards in Fort Worth. You got bars that are closing there, storied bars that are closing. Even here, we don't see our bars uh, booking bands like they used to. I That's mean, right. I mean, like, you know, I, I work with the Penny. I work with Blaine's. They don't book as many bands as they did in 2019. That's that's um, true. So, and I, I know that for a fact, we, uh, in talking to several several different club owners, uh, that, you know, since COVID, uh, there there was a huge resurgence of, of, of audiences that would come out and see shows. But at the same time, it was, uh, I, I, it was unexplainable that, they just started dwindling those numbers, even for for huge acts that are now signed by Nashville recording labels, you know, record labels, and so they those shows and, and numbers just started to dwindle, and especially in small towns, which is is crazy to me because uh, a small town you would think that's mm-hmm. all there is to do. It's kind of like high school football. What else are you going to do? That's high right. Football. <laughs> and I see I, in high school football we cover all these high school football games. You go to a high school football game in DFW and the stadium's empty on a home game. You know, the only stadium that really fills itself is Odessa Permian <laughs> and us. I mean, that's, that's serious. Right. I mean, it, it, even in Lubbock, it's it's tough to see. It's rare to see a, a full stadium, maybe at Friendship. Uh, but, I mean, it. like I said, it's 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 changed. I think Netflix and, and the home options 
are probably the biggest competitor to going out. And I, I can see that. And, and of course, with your streaming numbers, uh, a lot of a lot of what, what you do now, it's all online. And the virtual aspect of, of when COVID was around, uh, a lot of guys were doing virtual concerts, which mm -hmm. which that was a huge deal. Right. Uh, but I could you I, really make any money doing a virtual concert? <laughs> I mean, hey. I, I would watch them and they go, "I got a tip jar. You just click this button." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm going to give you like twenty five cents for what? Well, if you give if you donate another ten dollars, I'll play your favorite song." <laughs> <laughs> I was never brave enough to try it. I, uh -huh. I don't know if if I could really. Uh, I, I think for that reason, I don't, I don't want to disappoint myself. So I, that's, that's what it comes down to. But another thing is, is nowadays ticket prices is right. if with the way the increase in pricing of, of how everything is right now, uh, ticket prices are going up just to meet the demand of, of the cost of living, which mm -hmm. uh, that's no fault of the artist. It's no fault of the venue. But I, I know for a fact ticket prices have a huge role in what people can afford now. It's it's more of a luxury to go to a, a country music concert and uh, food on the table is, is, you know, something that you absolutely need to have. So I, I I get it at this point in time, but I hope there's a change soon. You know, Flores Country Store, or is, Flores, is it Flores Country Store there in uh, Helotus? That's right. I was there um, maybe a year ago. Beer was $10. <laughs> I'm like, you know, just to get a buzz is going to cost me $35. That's right. That's you know? right. I, I tell you, back in college, I would find all those nickel and dime shot places, you know. So they, uh, it, but that's the thing. You, you don't see any of that anymore. So right. it's a, it's, it's the times we're living in. All right. So another thing that I've noticed about music, um, my daughter got married a couple of years ago. And, um, and of course, I had always told her growing up that the only thing that you're going to get from me for your wedding is whatever the budget would be to rent the VFW hall and a keg of beer. <laughs> right? hey. And so she kept true to her promise and we rented the Knights uh, of Columbus hall in Schulenburg at one of those painted oh, churches. Yeah. And it was cost just as much as a VFW hall. <laughs> and then she said, well, dad, what are you going to do about the bar? I said, what do you mean the bar? Well, you mean the keg of beer? And she goes, yes. So anyway, I ended up buying, like, I went to the base. I'm, I'm a retired military, so I went to the Class 6 store uh, on base here at Goodfellow, and I bought uh, $1,100 worth of beer and wine. Shoot, Anyway, yeah. um, so I set up my own bar there. But anyway, <laughs> and I hired, and, and I splurged, I hired a DJ. I wanted to hire a band, but, sure. it, you know. But I hired a DJ, and I was over there, you know, since I hired a DJ, and I'm trying to make sure my daughter's wedding's going great. Sure. Um, shout out to Shelby uh, Bem now, Shelby and Jerry. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, their wedding was, the music at the reception was phenomenal. So I went and talked to the DJ. You know, he was from, you know, out Schulenburg, LaGrange, that area. Sure. I said, make sure you get some Randy Rogers and some Wade Bowen. You know, I give him all the names, and goes, he goes, no, sir, I got it. I got it. I said, okay, okay, I trust you. I yeah. trust you. All right. So anyway, you know, he he kicked it off with you know some Texas country music, and they were playing, and everyone's standing around, you know, drinking my very cheap beer. <laughs> and um, man, I bought so much beer, I bought every brand because they didn't have enough. Man, know? that's my kind of party. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, they're all standing around. No one's dancing or anything, and 
played another Texas country song. Everyone's standing around. And these are all, you know, A&M grads, recent A&M grads. So I'm thinking, well, what the heck's going on? This is A&M. I mean, the land of Texas country. That's sure. where That's where Roger Crager came from, you Dang know? Right. Uh, uh, that's where, heck, that's where, um, uh, uh, shoot, back in the 70s. Uh, Lyle Lovett, Rick Trevino, yes, they all came from and Earl Keen, Robert O'Keen. Granger Smith, yeah. Yeah, Granger Smith. And I was like, why is they not dancing? What is wrong with what did Texas A&M teach my daughter and her friends? <laughs> and then they played some Post Malone. The whole dance floor fills up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what, I've been told a really long story to get to the point that rap music seems to have infiltrated the younger generations. Sure. And, and in, in, <laughs> even when you see like some of Co Wetzel, who's one of the top Texas country guys, uh, when you see some of his promos, it's not his music. He's using rap music in his promos online. Sure. So what the, what, what kind of influence has rap music had in your music? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tell you, I, I've learned to, to speak a little quicker than, than uh, really? what I used to. But What about the and, rhyming? Oh, the, the rhyme, I, I will admit. Now, there's some, there's some pretty cool <laughs> rhymes that I would have never put together in my own head, you know. So I, uh, but, and, and going down the road, uh, all the guys and bands we all have different musical backgrounds so uh -huh. we, we've even got a rap guy in the group and uh -huh. there's some there's some rap songs that that I, I really really like that that I would have not ever listened to before I will admit that <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I do know that like like guys like Morgan Wallen uh, that have you know uh, he's, a, he's a Nashville country guy right Morgan Wallen but he uses a lot of R&B uh, uh, backtracks in okay. his in his music so and that's that's a really big thing right now and uh, but you had mentioned about Cody Johnson earlier one thing that I, I do appreciate about Cody Johnson and, and Randall King and I'm, I'm glad to be able to call those guys friends is they're bringing traditional country music back, and that's right. that's what I want to be able to do. And and, uh, and you've been more of a traditional country guy. That's right. All your entire career. I mean, that's right. With the fiddle and the steel guitar, and and uh, man, for me, words are everything. They they mm -hmm. really are. So as long as I'm able to get a get good words. So you wouldn't my... consider putting like an R and B track behind one of your songs? <laughs> hey. Case Harden raps. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I, I got a few buddies out there that we might we might put him on there and see what he can do. You know, and yeah. uh, and see. There's a. Old guy B three that that went out there and and did a uh, did some did some work on a, on a guy in in L A I believe and uh, he's a local guy and so I I wouldn't count it out but I I don't know if I, that, if that, I your genre is like the country anyway <laughs> looking at uh, Case Harden's uh, number he's rising on the chart because has a little up arrow next to so we're looking at the CD extraction for Texas uh, been there that's and right why don't we listen to that for a second just to see what it sounds like.
So that was been there, and what inspired you on that song? Did you? I mean, obviously you wrote it, right? Well, we had a hand in in a lot of our songs on this new album we're putting out. We've okay. been working on a brand new right. album, and and so I've had some. I had some my hand in in quite a few of them. Uh -huh. And uh, but been there was actually written by Trent Wilman, who uh, was who's written some songs for Cody Johnson and also is his main producer for Cody Johnson's records. Did you did you have a hand in or did you like just pick it off he hand you a oh, cassette that, tape no. and say, Hey Case, I want you to record my I song. wish it was I wish it was old school cool like that, you know? So but I uh, so and a man named Dickie Kaiser out of Fredericksburg, Texas, he actually had sent me the song and uh, my producer and I and my radio promoter had act, had looked at it distribution had looked at it and they said that's the lead single from this upcoming record okay. so uh that one but on these other ones that we have coming up i, I did have quite a quite a hand in, in writing them and when, when are you gonna when you release an album you just kind of put it on spotify right well pretty much if if i mean you, you don't really go out and print 10 100 000, oh, oh, um no. cds no 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 it, that I, that's like i say the old school cool way yeah. uh but I mean, CDs are still an option, but a, a thing that I, I really think is neat now making a comeback are vinyl records, uh, and and I think that that is something. So are you going to press a vinyl record on this new record? Oh, I'm, I'm I don't don't tempt me with a good time. I'll do anything. You really? Know? So All I. Right. But the main thing is, like you said, Spotify, Apple Music, get it out there to an online distributor. Amazon Music. Amazon know. Music. You, I'm an so, iPhone guy, so yeah. I forget. So when is when is your your record gonna? I guess. Drop. <laughs> drop. Is that what drop? I'm gonna drop that album. When yeah. are you gonna upload your dang album? <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're looking at summer. Uh, this summer we'll be dropping it. So in, in your shows, are you playing some of your new music? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh -huh. and, and there's a lot of party songs in there. And uh, one thing I I did do on the last record is is I had a lot of love songs and and. Uh, on this one, man, there's nothing nothing better than a sad country song. So I got some party songs, some sad country songs. And biggest thing of it all is I'm a rodeo guy. My family ranch is here in San Angelo. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I had to have some rodeo songs on this new album. So uh, we're going to do something really cool with the San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo. And we're gonna, what are you doing? Well, we're going to have all of our cinema, uh, our, our, all the cinema, uh, all the photography, all the, uh, the videographer, uh, we're going to be doing it based around the San Angelo Rodeo. So you're going to do a, a music video? Doing a music video and doing press for the upcoming album okay. uh, at the San Angelo are you, Rodeo. Are you, are you playing at the uh, Buffalo Social Club? That's, that, that's, <laughs> I, uh, I, we, we shall see. But I, I do know that it's been a, it's been a long standing deal is uh, playing that, that last weekend. Well, Case Harden, since he knows so much about Texas music, so I'm just telling Justin and Josh, make sure yeah. you get the guy in the the Buffalo Social Club. Uh, you might be able to get another dollar for the beer out there. I don't know if you, hey, if we'll you hook, see. Book, book the case Harden. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, you. I said that, so don't hold it against that, him. No, I was, was going to say, Joe, <laughs> Joe doesn't know it, but he's applying for a management job. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, no, we're excited. And, and I've always wanted to do stuff based around San Angelo. It's it's my home and, and the people are great here. And what San Angelo Live has done for San Angelo, I, I, I just want to be all-inclusive in San Angelo the best way I can. Mm -hmm. Good, good. All right, so 
what is, I mean, let's just look at this. I, I, I haven't looked at the charts in so long and <laughs> see who's, I'm going to have to get my glasses because I'm old. But I mean, like, obviously number one this week is the painter by Cody Johnson. Right. Right. So what, what do you think about Cody Johnson as far as his trajectory in the Texas music scene? Oh, he, uh, in, in Texas music, uh, as much as I'd like to see him him stay, I know that Warner Nashville uh, has him doing things that are, you know, he, if he stops in Texas, he'll stop a couple of times. And the whole band uh, are, are big friends of mine. And mm -hmm. uh, that's exactly what they say they're working on, on overseas things. And so they're going to France. And, uh, to, to, to France, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and if, if they go over there, I know it only makes sense. There's only, there's only so many days in a year. They're, uh, they're not going to be in Texas as much. And I get that. Uh, but it's good to see them grow. But I just don't see them playing the same old Texas circuit that we all get to play. Uh, we've actually had Cody Canada on this show. And uh, you see the Great Divide has set it all down. One of the things Cody did was uh, he finally got the rights back to his music from Cross Canadian Ragweed. He was able to record a lot of that really? on a record last year. And uh, that really opened up his shows, I ah, think. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I really enjoy uh, Great Divide stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, That's uh, my, if you ask. And I does say that he is the Great Divide, isn't he? That what, on, on Cody, we're talking about, well, I, I know with Cody, cross-Canadian ragweed, uh, the Great Divide out of Oklahoma, Yes, my drummer uh, Nathan Garcia. He, him, and I mean, if you ask him what his favorite band of all time is, it's the Great Divide. So set it all down. Uh, I'm, I, I tell you, it's it's a great record. I've listened to their new stuff. It's a great. Is that my, that's uh, McClure, right? It is. Yeah, it McClure. Is. And now I'm, I'm getting. I'm sorry, I'm getting all mixed up. McClure <laughs> is Cody Canada's mentor yeah, and yeah. producer. I mean, yeah. No. I, my, and McClure, when he comes to this, when he comes to San Angelo, he puts on the best show. Really? I mean, really. I've seen him. I've seen him two or three times here both at Blaine's and at the Penny. That's a and, bucket uh, list thing for me is he, to be able to play with those guys. You, you get them to play Floods. I mean, oh, it's really good. <laughs> like I say, and don't tip me you with have to Excuse time. me, I've been out, I've been so busy with politics, I can't even remember who these <laughs> bands are. But anyway, Shane Smith and the Saints used to be a staple here in San Angelo. He That's by, right. He played once a month here. That's right. And now he is broken out. I know it. I know it. And, and with the help of Yellowstone. Uh, yes, Yellowstone. That that... When are you going to get your song on Yellowstone? Well, That's... I don't know if you're going to want it now because uh, John Dutton's gone. On Yellowstone. And that kills me. I, I just started getting into uh, into Yellowstone uh, during, I guess it was this past season. Whenever they got got done with it, and and uh, they were they stopped recording for a little bit, and I had just started getting into it. And now, you know, the main character of it <laughs> leave all it, leave is me gone. hanging. Yeah. And then he goes and sues our local coffee company, old Mr. Taylor Sheridan. But <sighs> anyway, I, I know they're in friends now, so I can't say anything bad about. <laughs> You know, the Taylor Sheridan Coffee Company. Um, John Wolf is another one that's been popular in San Angelo. Sure. Uh, he's breaking out. So if I had a bar, he's running in there at number nine. Um, of course, we all know Parker McCollum. If he puts something, if he just says, okay, I wrote the song, or, you know, he's going to go to the number one. Gold chain cowboy. Yeah. And then we got the Case Harden been there. Um, but looking back, I mean, uh, Kyle Park, he's been around a long time. That's he's right. There, he's there at number 16. Let me see if I can find another one in here that I've heard heard good things about. Um, man, what what about Mike Ryan? Oh, I, I'm a, if you ask me, uh, guys, in case who are you a fan of? I I'm a big fan of Mike Ryan. So Mike really Ryan, am. go look him up on Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, uh, he's he's at number thirty right now with Way It Goes. That's right. Way That's It Goes. Right. Um, 
man, I tell you what, as the further we get down the list, I'm trying to find who do you think Uncle Lucius is he going to be the next breakout guy? <laughs> Man, I uh, I don't know Uncle Lucius. I, I I honestly, it's been a while since I've heard that name. I was in college the last time. When, last time he was Uncle, in there, Uncle yeah. Lucius. But yeah, no, it's it's great to see him out there. And Ty Smith, I uh, I I know Ty personally on the and he's on the chart at the bottom. Ty's a good guy, good kid. And that's the thing, it's it's uh, hard to find guys on the charts that are younger than me. But Ty is that. I think Ty's yeah. 15. So you remember uh, back in 2011, Casey. Musgraves and um, and Josh Abbott sang that duet. That's right. right. I remember. And they have a they have a video of them sitting in some you know. I, today you call it a woke restaurant in Austin, <laughs> right? And it's it's like a, you know, they just started singing and playing, and everyone's holding up their iPhone threes. Right. You know, yeah. Back, oh, they yeah. had iPhone threes, right? Classic. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they're singing, and it's it's a beautiful song. Uh, oh, tonight. Right. I think is what it is. Um, but you know. Women, and Casey Musgrave obviously has gone through the stratosphere. Sure. But women from the Texas country music thing, like we have this new one here. I didn't, I haven't heard her yet, but she's got a song called Neon. It's rising fast to number 43 named Michaela Lane. Oh, yeah. Michaela Lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's actually, she did very well at the, uh, there was a Texas Country Music uh, Awards just this past, I believe it was October. And uh, she did very well out there. Uh-huh. Uh, so she, she is on the rise. And so Michaela Lane and, and uh, her family has rodeoed, so a lot of similarities there. And, and they're great people, and they put out great music. So I love to see that. Well, anyway, I just wanted to kind of go through some of these people and see what you thought of them and, and give some people some ideas as far as what they can put on their Spotify playlist. Oh, absolutely. Of course, put, put Case Harden number one for Ben there. Dang right. <laughs> we'll, and, uh, be, we'll be pushing for that number one. Uh, but, no, there's there's so many great artists playing Texas music right now. Mm-hmm. and. And talking about the next big thing, that's kind of the cool thing is, is you never really know. And we know. don't really know who the next big thing that's is. Right. That's the right. The last big thing was probably Parker McCollum, wouldn't you say? I, I'd say so. He uh, And we got to play with him at several rodeos. Uh, and then, like, the, the fan base going to see what we would play for with him. Uh, and then now he's at uh, at stadium shows, at Coliseum mm-hmm. shows, right. which is, is huge. And so... Uh, being able to see him grow and explode and in make the music it, scene. That's and make right. it from the Texas country music circuit. That's you know, right. That's, that's, I, and you love it. I, that's what all of us aspire to do is is get out there and, and perform to anybody we can. At least until you're 40, then you go to law school. <laughs> 40, 45, 50, <laughs> it grows every year. <laughs> all right. This is Case Harden. He's a Texas country music performer and artist and songwriter and singer. Uh, you can catch him. Where's, where's the next time you can catch him in San Angelo? Next time we're playing in San Angelo, we're actually playing this weekend at the Penny. So we don't play in San Angelo very often. So that's this, that is the Penny Bar and Big Grill. It's at 2412 South College, hey. or not South College Hills, 2412 College Hills. You got it. See, and, and we won't be back uh, until looks like the San Angelo Rodeo. And so. the rodeo will be the first two weeks, first three weeks of April. April, that's right. right. And so we'll be around, and, and then again for a whole nother year, we always get asked, when do you play in San Angelo next? And uh, I like sleeping in my own bed, but, you know, we always got to get down that road. Well, Case Harden, thank you for coming on our show today. Thank we you really for having appreciate me. it. It was a great interview. And like I said, you guys go check out some of this Texas country music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, <laughs> where else? <laughs> Everywhere. Thank, yeah. Back to the studio. Talking about being a conservative is easy. 
especially come election time, but delivering actual conservative results is very different. As your state representative, I'm proud to have passed the strongest state-led border security bill in the nation, the largest property tax cut in Texas history, and more school safety funding to protect our children. These aren't campaign talking points, they're real conservative results, delivered. I'm Drew Darby, and I'm asking for your vote to keep up this important work. When it comes to unique pieces you can't find anywhere else, Kano's Diamonds and Coins is your one-stop shop. With over 24 years in the diamond and coin industry, Kano's Diamonds and Coins is West Texas's choice for diamonds, jewelry, coins, silver, and gold. Owner Bill Kano stands by his work and offers free consultations, including estate jewelry. Don't just trust anyone with your valuables. Come see the staff at Kano's at 1016 West Beauregard in San Angelo. What a fun show. Thanks for watching the only locally owned live news show in the Concho Valley. We really appreciate your feedback, especially in the comments section and letters to the editor. Thanks again for making San Angelo Live the number one news source in the Concho Valley. We're looking forward to bringing you all the news again throughout this year. First, as always, have a great evening and we'll see you back here tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.